Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, Heartbreakers. Welcome back to another Breakdown bonus episode. And today I'm joined by somebody who has been on the podcast before, but your debut was on a main episode because you were telling me your breakup story, but... Joining me today is co-worker Jackson. Hello, everyone. Happy to be back. Luckily, we had an episode this week that was all about two families that just didn't approve of each other's partners. And I know that you have recently gone through that, but in a better way, your families actually did appreciate your partners. But I figured you'd be the perfect person to talk about like what that was like for you and some of the things that maybe you know from like other people in your life where their cultures were clashing. So first, give me a little bit of background about your partner that you're with now. We got to hear a little bit about her during our main episode. You're just, people were so enwrapped about how in love you are with this girl. It is true. I am deeply in love with this girl. Um, so we had met in the summer of 2022 on dating app, as you do. As some people do. Not, <laughs> not everyone. Some of us are striking up. <laughs> true, true. Um, and... You know, things started really quickly with us. Literally, as soon as I had met her for the very first time, I really, truly, honestly had like a reaction where I I thought that she was actually the one. Um, it was weird. Um, something about just her vibe, the way that we connected on so many things, big and small, it's weird. Like she has so many of the same interests as me, which for a lot of people, they don't like that, <laughs> but for me, it actually works out well. Like our hobbies are the same, our interest in music, our interest in television and movies, all that kind of stuff just aligned perfectly at the beginning. And then as our relationship developed, um, we started realizing that we really aligned on a lot of the big things when it came to you know things like religion and um, kids, family stuff, all that sort of thing. And so, um, you know, things again started quickly and we hung out a lot in like the first month of us um, matching on this dating app and to make a long story short she actually ghosted me for like 10 days or something like that midway like a couple months into us uh, dating literally and to her credit she was new to the city um she had just started a new job and you know things were a little overwhelming so you know I, i give her credit on that sense obviously she handled it very poorly but she recovered from it. She ended up reaching back out. We recovered um, our relationship from it. And since then, things have just been, you know, off to the races. Um, we've picked up right, we were able to pick up right where we left off. And um, since then, things have just steadily been going really, really well. Um, I've started getting more integrated with her family. She's been more integrated into mine. And so, you know, we're at a really good spot right now. And I think you mentioned something that's really important. Like you guys align on your interests, like you like the same things, which by the way, what are they? Like what what, what has turned people off? I think, so the, the funny thing is before I met her, um, I remember I was talking to my sister and one of my cousins and I was giving them a list of like things that I would want in my next relationship. And I was like, man, I would love, you know, a pretty girl that's funny and who um, plays video games and likes golf and like just this whole list of kind of nonsensical things because a lot of people make lists about what they like or looking for in a person. But when it really comes down to it, most of the time you don't align on those things and it ends up being more of a vibe thing. Um, 
And both my sister and my cousin were like, that's a unicorn. Like you will never find someone like that. And I was like, yeah, you're probably right. And then literally a few weeks later when we matched, it turns out she likes video games and she likes golf. And we just aligned on so many different levels. So it worked out really nicely. And I think I was saying that like some people don't think that having so many commonalities is a good thing because, you know, at the end of the day, you do want to be your own person. And I know for a lot of guys that I talk to, they're like, oh, golf is my one chance to get away from the lady kind of thing. But for me, it's like, a, it, it's fun for us to do together now, you know? First of all, it's so beautiful. And I thank you for talking about her in such high regard because I hate it when people are like, your expectations are too high and you're looking for somebody that doesn't exist. I fully believe it. I'm not saying you're going to find that perfect person, but I think you can get pretty close to it if you're doing all the right things to make sure that you're a healthy person. So that way when that person comes into your life, like, game recognizes game. You know what I mean? Like when Travis Kelsey was putting, <laughs> not me making things about Taylor Swift again. No, when Travis Kelsey put out the, the vibe that he wanted to date Taylor, we were all like, yeah, all right, dude. In your dreams. In your dreams, literally. And look where they are now. They're so happy and in love. I know, I know. It's, it's really crazy. And um, I think a lot of times people fall into this trap where when they do have this long laundry list of things that they're looking for, um, there's this illusion of infinite choices out there. So when you don't align on one, you abandon it altogether because you think that the next person that comes around the corner might have the rest of it. Um, I just don't think gambling like that is worth it when it comes to these relationships. Obviously, there's going to be give and take. Obviously, there's things with my girlfriend that I don't 100% get, you know, we don't 100% align or agree on. But, you know, when you hit the big things, I think that's the most important. Yeah. Okay, so let's get into some of the things that have been more complicated about your relationship. So like I said, you guys align on interest. You guys, I think religion is a big one because that was the biggest hang up for the families of the people that were in this relationship during the main episode. So let's talk about some of the things that you were concerned about because you and your girlfriend come from two completely different backgrounds and your families just met this weekend. Yes, yes, this weekend was huge. Um, so obviously for those listening, you can't see me, but I'm Korean. Um, I like to... And maybe I don't even like to say this, but I, I'm a Korean American. I'm born and raised here. I don't even speak the language. So like for my entire life, I've been like this pseudo Korean kind of where um, English was always spoken in my house. Uh, my dad barely speaks at like um, elementary grade level. My mom's fluent because she was born there. Um, and so there's obvious cultural differences that are still prevalent, even though I consider myself, you know, more of an, you know, I, I'm, an, I'm an American through and through, right? Um, but there are cultural differences, you know, and whether that's with the foods we eat, um, different sort of traditions that I did growing up that are not, you know, normal for regular way, you know, the white folk. Us wives over here. Exactly. And so, you know, when you're when you're meeting someone and you're, you know, merging these two kind of different lifestyles together, it can be kind of nerve wracking. Um, you don't know what kind of things that they will be accepting of and you don't know what other things that they'll reject and so there's always been this kind of level of anxiety going into new relationships that i've had for my entire life where um you want to make sure that they are at least open and willing to trust you in kind of showing them your world yeah were there any things that you were concerned about because i know you mentioned that in korean culture it's not common to meet people unless like you're getting engaged so was your family at all kind of like this was little much because your girlfriend's parents wanted to meet your parents. Yes. So they threw the feeler out there and asked if um, my parents would be comfortable uh, meeting them. And when I asked my parents, my mom was like a little bit taken back. She's like, they're not flying down here just to meet us. Right. And 
I, I think she just wanted to kind of take some of the pressure off because yes, um, in the Korean culture, it's it's much more common for the parents not to meet until there's a true level of commitment, like an engagement, right? So for example, I have a cousin who got married a few years ago. Um, his mom flat out refused to meet her parents until um, they were engaged. And I didn't really think of that. And maybe that's a testament for how much I know about my culture and things like that. Wow, you're <laughs> such a bad Korean. Uh, I mean, I am on a lot of different levels, but um, I still have pride in you know my culture and who I am. And so I, when I aired the segment, when I talked about it on The Burt Show, about how I was nervous going into this entire thing, Burt even teed me up and asked like, hey, are there any cultural things that you need to consider here? And I, you know, had a couple reasons, but never even mentioned this. And then when my mom listened to the segment, she's the one that brought up and she goes, you know, traditionally, this is not the way that it works. And it usually should be once there's, again, an engagement or a much bigger level of commitment than we're at right now. Yeah, well, I think it's kind of a testament to how Americanized, like like just a year, if you've been with someone a year, that's kind of like the equivalent of like the olden days. <laughs> like you're basically engaged at this point if you're, you're sticking through the next year year. But I want to talk a little bit about religion because you mentioned that you guys both align on religion. How important was that for your family? Like, do you think if she practiced something differently, that would be kind of like a, not a deal breaker, but kind of like a, are you sure about this girl? I think if she was, I, I don't think it has to do with aligning with them. My parents are Christians, um, semi-pseudo practicing. Um, I grew up going to church every week um, and I went to Catholic school for my middle and high school. Um, and that used to be a big part of my life. Um, since then, I have strayed a little, I strayed a decent bit away from that and have started, you know, forming a lot of my own thoughts because a lot of this stuff was just indoctrinated into me since I was a kid. And so once I started thinking for myself a little bit, I've um, definitely taken a bit of a step back away from religion. And I think that it would have been a little bit of a concern for my parents if that was something that we outright didn't agree on. Let's say she was a devout Catholic, they would that would definitely raise some flags and concerns for them. Really? So even though they're Christian, her being devoutly Catholic would be a, a weird thing for them? It's not because she's a Catholic. It, you can insert any religion into there. It's just because they know that that doesn't align with me and my life that they that would be the, the flag for them. Interesting. I think that's part of the reason why when we come from two different backgrounds, like with family or whether it, whether it's a racial thing or it's a religious thing. I think sometimes it really freaks parents out because it reminds them that their kids are independent humans with their own minds and their own belief. And so sometimes when they, they put that on the partner, almost like a scapegoat, like they're the physical representation of the fact that their kids like forming their own opinions. A hundred percent. And I remember my very first relationship that I was in, she came from a devout Catholic family. And um, when we were in college and dating, uh, she was also in that phase of kind of trying to figure things out for herself, but like her mom still, it was like mandatory for her to go to mass. And through that, I was also thrust into that and also kind of required to go with her. And it just felt so inauthentic to me. And I, I wouldn't necessarily say I loathed her for it, but it, every week when we would go, I'd be like, you're not even really into this. I'm certainly not like, what are we doing here? You know? And it was, it definitely was tough. Yeah. Okay. So I want to put you in a hypothetical situation since you literally just met your girlfriend's parents. Hit me. Let's, cause we know I met your mom. She's lovely. Let's just pretend that they were wonderful and nothing went wrong on their part, but you met your girlfriend's parents and they told your girlfriend, like, absolutely not. Like, this is just not going to work. Like for whatever reason, X, Y, and Z. 
how would you have approached that? Like, what do you think is the right way to handle something when a family doesn't approve of the partner? So you're saying her parents didn't approve of me, not yeah. my parents. They're like, we don't like the way he wears his hat. <laughs> okay. So like my very first instance of meeting them, like after we had that whole interaction, they came to her and were like, right. we don't know about this. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's really, really interesting. It would bum me out a lot. Um, one of the things that I talked about on the show was that um, my mom has always told me that you don't just marry the person, your partner, you marry their entire family. And I didn't really get that until I've kind of grown a little bit and matured in a lot more of my recent relationships where I've started to notice how integrated they become inside of your family. And so if there's any sort of tension there, it can be incredibly awkward, you know? And so, man, I, I would try and get down to the root. Like I would need to know the reasons why they're not approving. Like, is it something that I can control? Was I rude? Was I mean? Did I not tip well? Like, are they looking at things that are are legitimate red flags and things that are in my control? Or do they have some racial issues and are like, we don't want you, you know, we want you with someone else. (laughs) You know, thankfully, let me make it clear that they're not like that. This is a hypothetical. Um, But if it was things in my control, then I would really have to take a step back and look at myself and understand, like, are these are these things that they have problems with legitimate problems that I can diagnose from myself and that I know of, or are they things that are completely out of my control? And if they're things that are in my control, I can obviously work on those um, and try to be better about them. I would hate for anyone to not like me based on things that I, you know, that I can control. Um, but on the flip side, I think that I would just stay true to the course as long as my girlfriend in this situation is committed and it's not bothering her too much i think it would go a long way for me to just you know stick with it and continually hang out with them and see them and just try and prove to them that these things that they have problems with are actually non-issues when they actually get to know me you know yeah i think a lot of it does fall on your partner so for example in this week's main episode the takeaway from the person that i interviewed they're like, love is just not enough. And when it comes to two families that don't like your partner for whatever reason, but okay, let's say religion, because religion was one of the biggest ones. I would have to look at my partner and say, okay, if we stick together, this is gonna create a rift between you and your family. So it's up to you to decide if that's something that you want, because my family's gonna accept you, blah, blah, blah. We'll always have them and we can spend holidays with them, but I don't wanna be the thing that keeps you from having a relationship with the people that raised you. And so I think it kind of comes down to how well they could tolerate that. Maybe they've been wanting to leave their family for years. Like, yeah, my family's racist. Racist as hell. We got to get the hell out of here. But I think it comes down to, I think it has to be the partner's decision. The problem though, is that even if your partner loves you through and through and is on at least a service level committed to you, when those kind of seeds are planted into their mind, especially from their parents, it's incredibly hard to forget about them and ignore them. Um, so the my ex, the very first relationship that I was at, the very first serious relationship that I was ever in, um, frankly speaking, her parents were a little bit racist and they didn't love the fact that she was dating me. And it was, they liked to guise it under the fact that like I didn't align with their religion and being a Catholic, but then it also really, I mean, I think that was just a scapegoat or I'm honestly more than certain that it was a scapegoat for them talking about, you know, me being Korean. And, you know, at the time we had talked about it and she always was like, it's fine. Like, 
you know, I love you for you. And I would hear that kind of stuff. But as the relationship developed, there were definitely times where I, I knew that her parents were like subtly influencing her um, to leave me eventually. And I really think that, especially at the beginning of the relationship, because we had started dating in high school, um, that we took more than one break. And I am certain that she was using other reasons as excuses. But um, in my mind, a lot of it was due to the fact that her parents were constantly in her ear, specifically her mom. So for you, like, let's say, let's put your current girlfriend in that position and her parents were kind of like that. Is that something that you could tolerate for the sake of loving your girlfriend? Like, would love be enough for you at that point? Oh, Again, disclaimer, her parents are not like <laughs> her, but let's say they were. <laughs> um, I mean, this goes into the entire thing that, you know, my mom was talking about. She always would say, like, just because you're so in love with the other person does not mean that the relationship is going to succeed because there's so many other you know powers at play when it comes to what makes a healthy and good relationship and the absolute last thing that i want is to be that couple that hates i gotta go visit my mother-in-law this weekend you, you hear that trope played over and over and over again and i never wanted that to be you know a, a thing um, I think the biggest thing would be just to have very open and honest communication and dialogue constantly with her to make sure that these little inklings and seeds that maybe her parents would be planting into her mind aren't actually affecting her relationship. It's just so hard because, you know, on the day to day, sure, she can say that she's ignoring them. But like I mentioned before, over time, those really start to weigh on you. 100%. And I'd like to be like, oh, silver lining, maybe you guys stick it out and their parents learn the power of love that really Koreans are okay. <laughs> yeah, I think the only way that it actually works is if they're ready to part ways with the relationship with their parents, which is an impossible to ask for anyone. That is their own journey and something that they have to be able to go through on their own. I can't be the one that's convincing them to, you know, alienate themselves from their family. Um, but that, if, if it really comes down to fundamental beliefs that the parents have that they will not budge on, it would be really tough. Mm -hmm. Well, I would hope that the partner, like, let's say it's a racial issue. I would hope that at that point they'd be like, well, screw my family. Like, let's go, well, let's go have our own family. Because I think that's at the end of the day, if you're going to have like a long term relationship like marriage, your family is important to an extent. But I think it is valuable to have the mindset of like, OK, well, this is about us now even though everybody wants to have a good relationship with the in-laws and stuff, so. Of course, of course. And then, you know, when it comes down to like, you know, having your own family, whether that means kids or not, like my girlfriend and I right now, we're on team no kid, so that's. <laughs> Retweet. <laughs> and so I think that would make it maybe even a little harder because then it's just you and them. Like you're not building out a family afterwards. And so maybe that plays into it because you want to have some sort of like familial relationship with somebody at the end of the day. And if it's not your kids, then that comes down to siblings if you have them or your parents, right? I forgot to mention this whole story is surrounding a court case and it lasted for three years. And it brought up a very interesting question. Again, like is love enough? This person said that for those three years, they felt like they really didn't get the things that they needed from their partner. But they were like, you know what, I'm going to stick it out for three years. And then at the end of it, we'll come out the other side. But I do think to an extent, there was a point where they thought, oh, I kind of want to leave my partner during this. Like, I don't really feel like I'm getting what I need out of this. I would love to hear your opinion on if you are with your partner and you feel almost like you're guilted into staying with them. How will you go about that thought process of being like, 
well, I don't really feel like this is the right relationship, but like, I feel kind, I don't want to leave them during this hard time. I was in this situation with my last relationship where I very much felt guilted into staying in, into it. And Oh yeah, uh, I forgot. So right? quick background, if you haven't heard his main episode yet, he was with a girl who, she's from Brazil, yep. here all by herself and kind of felt like, oh, I need to save this relationship. Right, and so I ended up being like her full anchor toward, you know, while being here in the States. And that put a tremendous amount of pressure on myself where it felt like I was the one that was constantly keeping her afloat throughout um, literally her existence being here in the States, in a foreign country, a second language, no family, n very few friends. All that kind of stuff played into, you know, the role that I played in the relationship. And, you know, when in the beginning, when you're going through your honeymoon phase, it's everything's all hunky-dory and, you know, <laughs> you don't have any problems with anything and everything's great, right? But at a certain point, I started realizing that the relationship was not right, but, and I made the fatal mistake of staying in it for a lot longer than I needed to. And so, you know, you're asking, how do you process this and how do you exactly, you know, go through the thought of maybe this isn't the right relationship? So many things are, it's better to rip the bandaid off earlier rather than later. Um, I think deep down, most people know if something isn't gonna work out and you try to more or less lie to yourself and convince yourself that things are gonna be okay or you'll get through whatever those problems are. Um, and again, when you look at them from a day-to-day -day basis and you have good days with them, you're like, oh, like this is fine, I can stick through this. But I truly think that deep down, you know when things aren't going to work out and so it's better to just cut it off right when you can and you know, move on to bigger, better things. Well, it's also easy to look at the circumstance and be like, well, it's just because he's going through the court case. And it's just because, you know, his mom just died. But then I'll, at what point do you go, I think this actually just really isn't isn't working. I don't feel like this isn't the person for me. And like you said, you knew with your girlfriend, like, she's it for me. I do think people deep down end up just confusing comfort and some compatibility with the fact that this is, is or isn't the right person for them. Definitely. And I kept putting it off also because I kept on thinking that I was waiting for her to be in a better state mentally when that's not really fair to either one of us to be waiting for them to be in a better spot because who knows when or if that'll ever happen. And so I remember my full like, you know, line in the sand date, if you will, was her moving to her own apartment. And I was like, once I help her move in, that's going to be my cue to leave. And it was literally that she was supposed to move that Saturday. And on that Wednesday, we got into some big blow up fight. And I was like, all right, screw this. Like, I'm totally out. And so I texted her. I went over to their house and I was like, I'm, I'm done. I moved the line in the sand day. Like, sorry to leave. Exactly. Yeah, and I didn't have to help her move. So that was also yeah, annoying. <laughs> yeah, I think you could always you can be there for your partner, especially if this is something you've been with for a while. And part of the reason that you're still with them is because like, oh, it's been it's been three years. I think if they're going through something, you can still be there for them. You just don't have to be there for them in a romantic capacity. Completely agree. And one of the traps that I think also a lot of people fall into is when you get into this comfort uh, stage of the relationship where everything is kind of standardized, you, you kind of fall into this routine of doing the same things over and over again. Um, I can speak for myself when I thought that this is what it's like to be in a long-term relationship. I was like, this must be what it is. Like, you just kind of do this every day and maybe you're not getting along all the time, but you know, couples fight and it's fine. And so I convinced myself that like, that was the best that I could get. And 
it wasn't until I stepped away from the relationship that I looked back and I was like, oh my God, like I really stuck through that for not a whole lot. All right, well, this was this was fire, Jax, that <laughs> absolutely crushed it. Thank you for joining me on this breakdown bonus episode. Absolutely, anytime, Abby. And now we'll see y'all whenever you decide to tune in next. <laughs>